G'day, and welcome to AOS Coach. In this video, I'm gonna look at the monstrous rampage abilities in third edition Age of Sigmar that every single monster is gonna get access to for free. Now I have a saying, if it's free, it's for me. And you're gonna know you're gonna get access to this because each unit that has the monster keyword on its war scroll gets access to monstrous rampages. Now monsters come in all shapes and sizes. They can be hero monsters like the Cities of Sigma Free Guild General on Griffin. They can be behemoths like the Gloomspike Hit Mangler Squig. And in some cases, they can be your battle lines, such as the Sons of Behemoth uh, Man Crushers. So how do you get access to these monstrous rampages? Well, first off, they happen at the end of the charge phase. And each player can carry out one monstrous rampage per monster they have on the table. Now it all starts off with the player whose turn it goes first and the player cannot use the same monstrous rampage more than once per phase. So if you had two monsters going in for the charge, you wouldn't be able to use two roars or two stomps. You'd have to choose between one of the four and there are four available. You've got raw, you've got stomp, you've got titanic jewel and you've got smash to rubble. If you happen to have more than four monsters, unfortunately the rest are going to miss out. So choose wisely. So let's look at each of these monstrous rampage options and start thinking about which of your monsters you might want to start using in which situations. So starting off with Raw. Raw allows you to pick one enemy unit within three inch of the model and roll a dice. On a three plus, that unit cannot issue or receive a command in the next combat phase. So this is a really high chance of going off. It's about a 67% chance, or I think it's like two out of three times. That's not gonna stop you from uh, stopping an inspiring presence because inspiring presence, uh, that Battleshock community kicks in in the Battleshock phase while Raw is only gonna stop a unit from issuing or receiving a command in the combat phase. So it's gonna be great for denying your opponent from spending a command point that they've probably been saving up to boost their attack or boost their defense of a key unit. It's going to help you stop any of the heroes from issuing a command. And some of the some people choose some very powerful heroes that have very good command abilities that you can stop on the spot. So overall, I love Roar. I can see it being used quite often. Next up, you have Stomp, probably another one of my favorites of the four. And Stomp allows me to pick one enemy within three inches of the model that's not a monster. So everyone that's not a monster. And on a two plus, that unit is gonna suffer D3 mortal wounds. So a two plus is like a very high chance. It's like 83% chance of activating Stomp, or it's like, what, five out of six times. So very, very good chance. It's gonna help you clear chaff screen. So if a unit has a, you know, a unit of 10 or a unit of five that are blocking off one of those critical key units or trying to defend with multiple screens so you don't get into the juicy stuff early. Um, those, those D3 mortal wounds could help you start clearing off the chaff or it actually might help you pile in and use some of those two or three inch attacks that your monsters will often have to go in and hit those juicier targets. And the beautiful thing as well, on top of the fact that you're doing mortal wounds, is you're reducing the amount of enemy models that can come in and attack you back. So overall, another one that I think is going to be very, very popular. Titanic Jewel allows you to pick one enemy monster within three inches of this model. You get to add plus one to the hit rolls for the attacks made by this model, so long as it targets an enemy monster. And that happens until the end of the combat phase. 
So really, we talked about Stomp only benefiting when you're not fighting a monster. This Titanic Jewel is going to help you when you do fight monsters. And when you go in, you're really going monster hunting. So don't attack unless you really have to any non-monsters because you're going to lose that buff. You'll want to fight with your monster first so that, you know, with all of the boosts on your monster, you can do enough damage to the enemy monster that will significantly degrade their damage profile so that they lose attacks, they lose damage, they lose rend, depending on what monster you're fighting, so that they're much weaker and then when they fight you back, their, their punch is not nearly as bad as what you punch them. And hopefully uh, with enough damage and enough boosts, especially if you can get another command ability from a, a leader in range, you might even be able to kill that, that enemy monster. The last of the four is Smash to Rubble. And this one's a really fascinating one. It's certainly more situational, but it allows you to pick one faction terrain feature or a defensible terrain feature within three inches of this model and roll a dice. On a 3+, plus, that terrain feature is demolished if it was defensible, and the scenery rules on the War Scroll can't be used for the rest of the battle. So if you're up against a faction terrain, let's say the ones that are a bit more aggressive compared to um, some of the others, let's say your Ossiarch Bone Reaper, Bone Tide Nexus, your um, Eidneth Deepkin boat. There are a couple of terrain pieces that people will deploy much further up compared to, let's say, the Herdstone or the Loon Shrine, which is usually as deep into their the enemy deployment as possible. But if you can get access to a, uh, a, a terrain piece, you'll be able to smash it and stop them. And there's so many great benefits, whether it's, you know, the OBR piece of terrain can cause a minus one to hit or a minus one to uh, casting. The Loon Shrine, for example, brings back models um, for the Gloomspite Gits. Things like the Sharnel Throne from the uh, the Flesh Eater Courts allows them to summon or use uh, a summoning ability for no command points. So if you can get into faction terrain, this is worth its weight in gold. However, some of them are easier to get into than others. So as I mentioned, very situational. If you do happen to come against defensible terrain, and not every piece of terrain is defensible, you will really deny your opponent from gaining their minus one to hit and their plus one to armor save roll if their unit is hiding in a garrison. So, and then also on top of that, which is really great, is if there is a unit hiding in garrison and you do smash that piece of terrain, the opponent for that unit has to roll one dice for every model in the garrison. And on a roll of a one, that model is slain. So you could actually get a few additional um, models slain simply by rolling a three plus before you start the, the combat sequence. So um, again, really good, but it's situational. So I previously spoke in another video about the, the value of monsters, you know, and I mentioned things like the fact that, you know, monsters will count as five models towards the objective. If your sons or your, uh, your ogres, you'll count as more. If your monster is a hero, you're also going to gain access to the heroic actions. You know, when I look at some of these, and let's say I've only got two monsters or one monster, you know, the ones that are my personal favorite or the ones that I'll go to initially will always be raw or stomp. You know, being able to do some mortal wounds on a unit is always going to be good and start the party before I start the attack sequence. 
or being able to stop a unit from issuing or receiving, I think Roar is going to be a very, very popular one. I, I really do like Roar. Things like Titanic Jewel and Smash to Rubble are really good, but they are situational. So I think for me, initially, it's going to be do I stomp or do I Roar unless another situation pops up. You know, being able to stop an opponent from using all that defense, all that attack can really increase the damage output of your monster because you're ignoring them from doing that plus one to their armor save so you know look at some of those different things that might be available to them as i mentioned as well things like stomp allows me to hopefully with some smart positioning or some uh smart decisions on which units i attack and then stomp i can use my monsters who normally have at least a two inch or a three inch attack to be able to then pile in and not having to worry about coherency because a monster is normally a single model, I can then pile in and use that two inch or three inch range, depending on if my opponent um, has screened appropriately. But if they've left a support hero within range of a, uh, a unit, I might be able to use that two or three inch attack to then shut down a hero, a support piece that would then start to help collapse that enemy. And, you know, if, if not, start clearing off the chaff that might be um, holding an objective. But I would love to hear from you at this point. What is your favorite monstrous rampages? Is it is it much like me? Is it stomp and raw? Do you prefer raw first? And I've seen a lot of people use raw because the ability to shut down a command point, especially when you're not spending your command points and you know, an opponent might be saving up two or three to start issuing around the charge and then around combat. You know, stopping them from using a CP can be really powerful. But do you maybe find some more value in, t in a Titanic Jewel? You know, I imagine that we're in that season of monsters and there's going to be a lot more monsters that we probably saw in Age of Sigmar 2 for a number of reasons. So maybe, maybe Titanic Jewel isn't as situational as I keep talking about. If people are taking two or three monsters to get that additional grand strategy or battle tactics, maybe Titanic Jewel is going to be worth more. L let me know. Let me know where you're at, what you're thinking. Um, I'll be curious to hear which ones you're finding more value in. Thanks for sticking around until the end. I hope you found that video interesting and you walked away with a few new ideas. If you did, I would appreciate it if you hit like on the video as well as left me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section below. The conversation will continue over on Discord, so link is down below in the episode description if you want to join the Discord and continue the Age of Sigmar conversation. I want to give a massive shout out as well to these absolute bloody legends, these champions who have continued to support me through Patreon or YouTube members. That is going directly into supporting the maintenance and the growth of this channel. So thank you very much, guys. Much appreciated. And until next time, roll more sixes.